Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I've always sought out the secrets to quality of life and freedom. And I thought it was just financial freedom, but there's actually more components. So there's financial, time, location, and health freedom. And once I figured that secret sauce out, I tried to interview people that were embodying these lifestyle and that were living life. And so today I'm happy to introduce uh, Bridget. She is a uh, she's the book whisperer, New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling author. She's also a speaker and trainer, and I'm happy to have her on the show. Um, it's finally great to get to meet her and hear her story. So Bridget, welcome. Thank you. Do you like to go by Dr. Christopher or Dr. Lou? Because I've heard guests call you both. <laughs> uh, all my friends call me Chris, so please do the same. Wonderful. It's an honor to be here, Chris. I'm really delighted. So tell the audience about we had met through Podmatch was kind of like an Airbnb matching service for podcast guests and hosts. And um, tell the audience, you know, your origin story of I'm, I'm always curious how people got started and, you know, we'll dive right into the conversation. Wonderful. Well, I, I got started writing um, at a young age and I always thought it would be really cool to be a writer in the mountains with my cat and my dog beside me. But to me, I was also raised by an engineer and a hardworking uh, teacher. And so I thought that was kind of, you know, high in the sky dreams. So I went to school, uh, was going in international relations, public administration and Russian. And um, I ended up having a near death experience that completely changed my life and changed my world. So the way that I was looking at people and situations and the story I had been telling myself before I had that near death was, you know, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't um, strong enough, that I wasn't smart enough, that I wasn't making enough money, that I would never be enough in this world. Mm -hmm. And then I was given a second chance at life and it was pretty extraordinary. And I began to see the stories of other people, like what boxes of stories were they telling about themselves what were the limitations or possibilities in their own mind because of addressing story or or not addressing it at all and um it, it particularly became poignant to me when i moved to denver and uh, i was a young mom and i was working with uh, community learning centers and this was an organization that was nonprofit, and they were helping to bring kids um, high-risk youth and gang kids uh, to more extraordinary lives to help rehabilitate some of those unhealthy beliefs, you know, that uh, termed around violence and gang life and that that was all they would ever be. And so as they're opening the kids' eyes and hearts to what is possible in their world, that they could be the captain of their own soul, I fell in love with their souls and their stories and understood these kids are coming, you know, mom and dad are gang members, grandma and grandpa are gang members. 
And mm. so um, it was all they knew until someone showed them a different way. And I just, I saw, holy cow, the beautiful power of story and what we tell ourselves. So it set me on a course and I've written about a former skinhead who changed his life and began to teach kids to stay out of gangs and has saved many lives in prison and elsewhere. Mm. Um, I wrote about the daughter of a serial killer and how she was able to overcome the skeletons in her closet. She's now this freaking incredible producer in L.A. Mm -hmm. And um, the 19th wife of 65 women who was able to escape from the FLDS and Warren Jeffs, the prophet pedophile. And she was helped to able to help put him behind bars for life plus 20 years. So that was like, you know, just some beautiful things. And I wanted to share with you, I have a new book out with Gary Lee Price. It's called Divine Turbulence. And um, and this one also deeply affected me as I was writing it, because here this young boy growing up in Mannheim, Germany, on an army base, lost his mother and his father to murder suicide and went from the frying pan into just fiery torment and abuse. And no one knew because the adults were away working nights. And so at some point he had to decide if this was going to make him bitter or better. And he found God and he found art and he became a famous painter as a young boy, a young man, I should say, in his area, in his region. But when he found clay, mm -hmm. he became a world renowned sculptor. And uh, now he is um, doing some amazing things in California to bring to pass Viktor Frankl's dream that the United States have a statue of responsibility to book in the Statue of Liberty because he said you cannot have liberty without responsibility. So I get excited about books and stories and people and financial stability and becoming leaders and how story can help us to become emerging leaders. And I love how you said, you know, you started off with a financial prosperity and then you're recognizing like a more holistic idea of there's all kinds of abundance and prosperity and you're tapping into all of those things. And that's what I have seen in my career too. For me, I've seen it starts with story and the story we're telling ourselves, but then what, what are we going to do with that abundance as we begin to grow? So I'm really fascinated with your work as well. Oh, well, thank you. And it's really interesting because um, once you, once you have a, you know, set level, you know, you, food and clothing, shelter, safety, and then you start to can focus on bigger things like changing the world and impacting lives. And it's really interesting how you use story because some people use like um, influence or some people, you know, donate to charity. So and stories are really, I, I didn't realize it, but they're very powerful. Like um, they can go on to shape people. So how, how, or speak to how you believe in the power of your story to change the world. Well, um, thank you for asking. I, I think there's there's a couple different components. And one is when we pause for reflection on our world, on our upbringing, on the beliefs that we've had on our on our past, we're able to be very present and empowered now because we're not lying to ourselves. We're telling ourselves the truth. We've been a witness to everything that we've experienced. And we now have a stepping stone from which to move forward, which is great. And I do use storytelling because it is one of the most powerful influences on the planet. 
when you think about it, from the dawn of mankind, we taught through stories. It's how we've developed roles for one another in our families. It's how we've even developed roles in a corporate space or in a, a medical practice or whatever it might be. We have stories that back up or and sometimes can undermine roles. And so storytelling is really, really important. In fact, uh, Steve Jobs, he only went so far in his career until he learned how to become a storyteller. And all of a sudden his career really took off. He was always brilliant with ideas, but then he paired ideas with storytelling and he began to be unstoppable. And Warren Buffett said, you know, if you want to increase your work during your lifetime is learn how to tell better stories on paper and in person. So in other words, our communication, but he, he deliberately said stories because again, that's how we relate to one another, how we how we move things in the world. So I completely believe that to be true. Yeah. And it's really interesting because you see some of the, you know, the most influential speakers, like if you look at Ted and you know, all the all these, they use stories and to convey ideas and it, it's more powerful because it hits you emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, um, you know, on all different levels, um, which is interesting. So, you know, we talk about stories and then what do you see as some of the most pressing problems in the world today that we as individuals have power to change? Mm, that's a delicious question. <laughs> you ask me. One of the biggest things that I think we're seeing right now playing out before our very eyes is what happens when there's propaganda, disinformation, misinformation. Um, we saw a lot of that during COVID when there was um, so much misinformation that was being shared and conspiracy theories and other things. In fact, I was accidentally on a list of conspiracy theories and luckily it was just 24 hours and they figured out, oh, she's one who debunks these. Like she does the investigative journalism to bring the truth to light. I was supposed to be on this list, not on the bad guy list. Right. <laughs> and so that was that was really fascinating um, to be on the bad guy list for 24 hours and realize like a simple mistake could actually ruin someone's career and how powerful the stories are when they're full of fear, when they're, you know, not not truly informative because most of us, we only have so much bandwidth. And so we'll, we'll investigate something, but maybe only on the level of two inches deep and it's 10 feet deep. And so mm -hmm. I see story playing a big role in that. And I can see where in Russia, this is taking place right now. So, you know, we have this, these countries where there are people from Russia and Ukraine who are family members, even couples, you know, who love and care for one another, but the governments are saying one story and another. And, you know, um, I'm not going to pick sides and tell you who's telling the truth and who's not. I am a student of Russian history and Soviet history. And so we could wax long on that one, but I won't do that here. What I will say is how heartbreaking it is that um, there are family members being broken apart based on the stories, the propaganda that is being shared about one side or the other side. And I think it's a really strong lesson for all of us to realize, you know, back in 
Back in, in the times of World War, Hitler knew that it was really important that only his narrative was being shared. So they burned thousands of books and they took away the voice of thousands of different, even dissenting voices. And then we created, you know, together the world, I should say, um, found ourselves at the mercy of, of a very violent dictator because of not allowing multiple voices and multiple points of view. And so um, today, even, you know, what what we're being marketed, um, you know, what we're being told in politics. And I'm I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist. I just like to dig to the root of things and find out as much truth as I can as I can take, you know, and not extrapolate, but actually like dig into things. And I think that's one of the things we're facing right now is um, stories have grown shorter to that tagline that incites us. You know, there's a lot of clickbait, um, but not a lot of really great journalism. And that's one of the things I love about books, too, because um, let's just say you are a, a doctor and um, you have found something magnificent that you want to create a movement about, like you're seeing something in health or vitality or um, something that you're related to and and you want more than just readers, you want a movement. Well, you could do a TED talk and some people could really take some of the things that you say and and spin it in their own way. Um, you could do a series of videos. And as you've seen on YouTube, you know, people will take certain things and they'll spin it. But when you write a book, there's something really extraordinary that happens is that you have a long narrative. Um, you have room in that narrative to give people an understanding of why you feel the way you do, why you're passionate about what you are passionate about, why your story is significantly important. You know, all of the deep nuances of even like thoughts that you're having in your inner dialogue, even as you're having outer dialogue with someone else that might not have the same point of view, right? We get like the entire narrative and it changes people's minds and hearts. It opens their perspectives. We've seen this recently with Spare. Have you heard of that book with with um, Prince Harry and the royalty? Uh, London, he he wrote a book from beginning to end, like, you know, all of these pieces. And his narrative was over and over and over stolen from him mm. by the paparazzi, by the press for so many years, just like his mother. Mm -hmm. And it even got to the point of being dangerous. But in the book, he's able to just expose everything for what it was. And people come to know him on a very different level level than these, you know, flashy clickbait headlines to sell newspapers and magazines. So it was a very refreshing read. And we got to see the whole perspective and feel like we understood him now and that we would understand um, more of the causes that he's behind as well. So it's such an engaging and powerful platform. Mm. Yeah, but you know it's interesting because um, you know growing up you could um, I remember you could watch the news and you know get something and then uh, as I grew older I realized you know we had to go to multiple sources to see the you know like Fox and CNN and now I don't even I don't even watch mainstream media now uh, like because there's so many independent there's blogs and YouTube channels and podcasts so and, and also Twitter as well so Twitter um, it's really interesting to see because um you know most recently the i think it was um uh don lemon and 
you know, Tucker Carlson, you know, they put out a tweet, you know, with um, mainstream media has a narrative that they have to follow, you know, based on their um, sponsors and all of that. So it's very interesting how you describe it now as propaganda. But uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, so this whole thing about uh, narratives and and so what are the some of the um, trends that you've been seeing in business, politics, thought leadership, and what can influencers, creators do to become more effective in this face of change? Hmm. Well, because it is such a, a space of change, Chris, I will tell you this. Um, there is a big need for people who are addressing dramatic change, who are addressing anxiety, who are addressing depression. and. Um, doing it in a way that provides solutions. So some people will will pick fictional topics and they'll be able to pick a character and they'll write about that in a way where someone can come to terms or come to grips with some um, issues or trauma that they're facing. And we see them out on the other side of that conflict character. In our own life, we, many Americans, but many people throughout the world are looking for solutions. Like, you know, the way we have been living has has um, caused a lot of undue stress. So number one, what's a different story I can begin to tell myself? Because change within any society begins with the individual and then into the family and then spreads into um, the whole community. So taking a look at ourselves and, you know, I remember <laughs> I'm still coming back from this, but like the stress and the pressure, I had a very... Um, event oriented career and I and I got to change a lot of things so that I could serve people more online from all mm -hmm. over the world instead of only at my live retreats and live keynotes and things. And so um, you know, I was telling myself a story even as my buttons were social distancing. And it was like, okay, well, you know, you've been telling yourself a story of scarcity, of lack, of fear, of buying into some of these things. What do you what do you get to do now? readers and publishers, especially in traditional publishing, are looking for solutions to um, what we've been facing. And not just like COVID, because most of that has passed, but, you know, that being part of the trend is, you know, how can we become more resilient? How can we face change with better aplomb? How can we have more self-mastery? And then also um, leadership, you know, how can my contribution to myself and my my transformation also be able to transform others and help others. And so, you know, we were giving an example of, say, a doctor with a revolutionary new idea or um, product or or something that they could um, they can just put it out there and say, hey, we've got this great thing. But there, there becomes something beautiful when that same doctor, he or she says, you know, I had this personal experience, which lit me on fire to find out the truth about this particular ailment or situation or circumstance. And it was when I did this, that suddenly my whole world took off. And so we see that they're kind of a, a victim of certain circumstance. And then they became the victor of their own life. And now they're taking it out into the world in a big way. So as you know, Simon Sinek says, people don't care about what you do. They care about why you do it. So the storytelling is such a beautiful, strong why. So whatever your passion is. So, you know, only so many people can write about overcoming anxiety or, um, you know, how to, to make a million dollars in real estate. But your own unique perspective 
on how to do something. Your own storytelling is what makes it unique. It makes it approachable. It makes it one of those books where everyone says, you got to read this story. Holy cow, changed my life. And then, you know, you get that grassroots referral. And you also want to have a book that people can't put down. You know, there is a style and a skill set to things where you're owning your voice and your stories. And you're also making sure that, you know, it's just so approachable and readable that they get done with it in a day or two. And they're like, I haven't read a book like that in that fast and consumed it, you know, since I was in third grade or whatever. But then then they want to share it with 10 of their friends. So I would say for um, that visibility, that viability, that punch, that long term impact is, you know, step away from the the expensive business card and think of your book, your story as your legacy, as, as something deeper. Cause we were talking about, you know, there's so much surface level stuff, but at the end of the day, you want to be proud of something that you have compiled that you have put together beyond the almighty dollar to something that you could tell your kids and your grandkids about something that you can um, look back on you know, with absolutely no regrets and with a lot of delight and joy. Mm, I love that. The no regrets. Uh, what it is a great way to, you know, end the conversation. We, we could go on. Um, what's very inspiring is how can people contact you, follow you, check out your website, your books, etc. Well, I love that. Thank you. So um, my website is is probably the best way to find everything. Um, my books are in Barnes and Noble and on Amazon and other places. But if you go to your ins, that's where you'll find me. You'll find my books. You'll find um, classes and my inspired writers retreats that I do a couple times a year in a beautiful, stunning place. And also ways that we can connect. So I would love to hear about your stories. Would love to hear about the impact and the legacy that you're wanting to make in the world. And so I welcome anyone to reach out to me there. Yeah. And for all the listeners, let's thank Bridget for coming onto the show, sharing really um, powerful insights and wisdom, how to create your own life and story. Uh, all of her resources will be in the links and show notes. She has um, retreats and events as well as her books and uh, she's all over social media, so be sure to follow her. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, it's been my pleasure. You're exceptional, and I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.